Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Hoddle on Daily. First of all, I'd like to say thank you for tuning in to my episodes as you have. I am very grateful for your um, for your following, and uh, I appreciate every time that you do so. This episode and some of the future ones will probably sound different. I'm using a different microphone. So I noticed that the last um, episodes have been not quite as clear as I wanted them to be. So I have purchased a new microphone and I have another one on the way. So the following few will sound a little different. And then when I decide which one I want, I will make that decision. And then the entirety of the rest of my podcast will sound um, way better. But right now we're kind of in the test stage with this new microphone that I have today. So I apologize if it's not as uh, up to your liking, but it should be way better than the previous one that I had. Okay, so the first thing I want to touch on here, uh, it's from CryptoPost.com. The story is U.S. Congress wrestles with financial technologies and data privacy. This was um, on... Um, not too many days ago, it came out on CryptoPost.com. And it starts off with, on November 21st, the United States Congressional Task Force on Financial Technologies held a hearing on the role of big data in financial services. The last major legislation focused on the subject was the Graham-Leach-Bliley Act of 1999 which formalized a financial service firm's obligations to clients, specifically how they share client information. Given the field's expansion over the past 20 years, the FinTech task force posture on Thursday was that of an early exploration of options and opportunities for their new and major legislation. Um, I'm not even when I go further and read on this story, because I can tell you right now that like most of the laws that we have, and as it mentions, we are, when especially when it comes to technology, we are living with laws that are trying to be enacted upon things that are at least 20 years old. And it seems that it's felt that they can take old laws and make the new technology that we have bend to those old laws instead of looking at something not even just crypto but looking at something that's new like the internet or data or privacy and making brand new laws that go not only now, but will assist within the future and the growth of such technologies. And like usual, it is an action that's taken in reaction to something that has already taken place or that has already been a really big deal in the news or to their constituents that 
causes not only the United States, but most countries to react and make laws. It would be great if they got on board and actually took the time to get to know the technology and, um, and started planning for what is, instead of being in denial, what is existing around us right now every day. Um, but in the very end of this basically states, Thursday's hearing left little doubt that major federal legislation governing data usage is coming in the United States. Democrat outrage over new financial data practices targeting vulnerable groups through predatory lending and discriminatory algorithms met with Republican frustration with the obvious inability of even the most savvy of consumers to cope with the ways that their data are being manipulated beyond their control, unless some improbably ambitious initiatives from both the private sector and existing re regulators, especially the Federal Trade Commission, come into play to prune the overgrowth of consumer data in the possession of fintech firms in advance, that legislation will be sweeping. However, do not expect legislation yet, as I stated previously. Congress is going to wait until they can assess the new California law as a case study, and then larger committees are going to need to get up to speed with the work of FinTech Task Force, which is still a young and small wing of the Financial Services Committee. Meanwhile, stay tuned. In other words, in meanwhile, the rest of the world, along with the technology, will grow and go forward while they're still playing catch-up. All right, and the last subject that I want to speak about today is going to be the elephant in the room, which is the recent price, well, the continual price drop of Bitcoin and cryptocurrencies in general. I do not have any kind of advice for you. I'm not telling you what to do um, with your money, um, what to buy or what to sell. Um, I can only tell you from experience and what I am personally doing that when I see things like this happen in this space, personally, I see opportunity. I see opportunity to buy. And for me, that's what that means. Because I know that this space, to me, this space is going to grow and continue. Uh, this technology is going to take over so many different fields. It's going to be in so many different fields that we currently have or have had in the past. So it's not really a concern for me. I look at stocks. I mean, you can Google any of the stocks. Look at Amazon stock, look at Apple stock. So many of them started out in such a similar place, say, partake, uh, if you would take Bitcoin. And it started out just worth change, you know, since. 
And now Amazon alone is worth $1,745. Of course, it started back in 1997 on the market, and it's a completely different company. But I'm just giving a, a big company, a well-known company, um, but also another company that's had its, its ups and downs. It didn't go straight up. It didn't go sideways. Um, same thing with Apple. Apple started in 1980 on the market at 51 cents. Right now it's $261 and some change. So it all depends on what you can stomach, how you can handle, um, how you can handle news and what you believe in. Thanks again for stopping by another episode of Hoddle on Daily. I appreciate your patronage. Check me out on Instagram, Pinterest, and Twitter. I'll talk to you soon.